The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. And I want to thank all of you that are out there listening today. We're glad that you're joining us. And uh, it's great to hear from you. Thanks for the emails. And uh, you can always visit us on Facebook. Go to the Spirit of Recovery page and like us and uh, join in on the comments. Thank you also for letting your friends and the people that are in your recovery community and in your unity community know about Spirit of Recovery. You can listen live, or you can also download our programs if you go to www.unity.fm. And uh, that's a great way to hear a program again or to hear a program if you aren't able to be with us live. So uh, let your friends keep uh, knowing about it, and we're uh, glad to be reaching out and glad that we're touching hearts and minds out there. I love broadcasting on the topic of recovery and spirituality it's um it's a real joy to do that. So I'm grateful for this opportunity to have the show. It's uh, fun to hear what you're thinking about out there, to hear what's going on in your recovery, to hear how you're putting spiritual principles into practice in your life and how you're using recovery as a launching pad to grow and uh, progress in having a, an abundant life. Every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community and we always have guests that are down to earth, that are knowledgeable and innovative. Our guests are always people that are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people and a lot of times they're guests that do all three. We like to bring you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place And uh, we want you to know that uh, you're welcome here if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction, if you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member, or if you're a family member of someone that does have the disease of addiction and you're curious about the recovery process, and uh, also anybody that if you're simply interested in learning more about recovery, we welcome you. We welcome your participation in our discussions. You can send us an email at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm, and we do get those during the program, or you can give us a call at 888-558-6489, and we will be happy to take your comments and questions during the program. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity minister, and I'm also trained in addictions counseling. I'm a person that has in my circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction. And almost 30 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and recovery and spiritual development. And my walk is an integration of unity principles and recovery principles. That keeps me growing and keeps my life transforming in ever greater ways. So, um, again, I'm delighted to have the opportunity to share a wonderful guest with you and to share these ideas about spirituality and recovery And we want to hear from you during the program about your comments and questions about what's happening in your recovery. Also, on every show, we do have a drawing, and we give away a recovery book 
These books are donated to us by the nonprofit Hazelden Foundation, and that's www.hazelden.org. And thank you very much to Hazelden for donating the books. Today, the book that we're giving away is Addict in the Family, Stories of Loss, Hope, and Recovery. And the author is Beverly Conyers. This is a great book about families and um, how they recover. So uh, if you'd like to get your name in for the drawing, send us an email or give us a call and we'll put your name in. You can call us or email us at any point today. We'll get your name in for the drawing. And again, we'd love to have your comments and questions. So today, our topic is coming home to the power within you. And joining me today is my guest, Paul Wedding. Paul is an author of the book, If You Only Knew What You Already Know, And he's also got another book coming out, which he'll be telling us about today. Paul was homeless and jobless, and he was powerless over the disease of addiction. And eight years ago, and it so happens in that wonderful, spiritual, divine order way, that this is the anniversary of that event. It was on April nineteenth, two 2003. Paul had a profound spiritual experience. He's going to be talking to us about that today. That spiritual experience set him on a path of recovery. And his life uh, has certainly transformed, and he's experiencing a very different life than he was experiencing in 2003 and before that. Paul is an engaging and charismatic speaker. He's an author, and he's the host of the Paul Wedding radio show, and that's heard nationally. He is a leader in the topic of personal self-development, and he uh, is a very inspiring person because he's lived the life of recovery. He's, he's been down to the depths, and he works on a daily basis on living a very different quality of life. And so when Paul talks to us, he's inspiring, he's authentic, he's down to earth, and he can share with us the solutions that he uses that can help us all to live a different kind of life. So, Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. We're glad you're here. It is a, it's my pleasure, and uh, thanks for the kind words, and it is just, it's a joy to be here with you Thanks. Well, we're, we're just really glad that you're here. So how about that? And this was ser- tr- truly serendipitous, divine order, whatever we want to call it. Um, when I invited you to be a guest on this show, uh, I didn't know what the date was of your life-changing spiritual experience. But then when I was writing up the description, I looked at that and I was like, hmm, how about that? I think how this about was, that? Uh-huh. This it's, was uh, the way. Yeah, it was Today at, uh, at 12.37, actually, uh, at, right at 12.37, um, kept my eye on the clock and, and went into prayer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, 12.37, eight years ago. And, uh, yeah, when you asked me to come on the show, you said it was Tuesday. And lo and behold, it, uh, it, couldn't, have, it couldn't have come on a better day, this interview. Yeah, really. So tell us a little bit about your life before things started to change for you, and then tell us, sure, we want to definitely hear about what happened on that day. Sure. Um, prior to uh, the 19th, my life, it, it was uh, it was just, it, it was constantly, you know, it was always spiraling, spiraling out of control. Um, and I was often asked, have you hit bottom yet? Have you hit bottom yet? And uh, I, I think when it comes to the term, Hitting bottom, it, it's it's relative because bottoms are certainly different for for other people. And in my life, every time I thought I hit bottom, uh, trap door opened and went a little bit further. And uh, I eked my way through life, um, refused to work. I didn't I didn't re- do the things that normal people, so to speak, would do. And uh, I conned and thieved my way through. Um, through life, and one of the things that uh, you know comes with with addictions, in, in at least for me, was the guilt that uh, that I was experiencing from the things that I was doing. I would always say, "It's I'm just a social, just a social guy. I just like to have a couple every now and then, but every now and then was you know every hour on the hour." And uh, that day that we're talking about, I was in the kitchen. And I had a plate of food, and I put the plate down and went back to get a glass of water. And it was right at 1237 when this presence came through me. 
it was, I, I heard the words, I heard the words, but it wasn't a voice. And, uh, those words were, you are going to become a published author. You are going to speak and you are going to transform lives. And, uh, and well, you know, I, I thought I was hung over or whatever it was. I said, Oh my God, that sounds absolutely wonderful, but I'm not interested. God, if you got some money for me, just leave it and go away. How's that? And, uh, I just continued on that destructive path that I was on, and uh, he finally got my attention on on that day in August. And I was in Westminster. I was completely destitute, no car, no job, um, no money, no hope, and I had the clothes on my back, and I was living and eating out of a dumpster in Westminster, California. And uh, I called back home to a, to a relative, uh, my sister, who was really the only one who had a, had a shred of belief left in the outside of uh, Pete D'Angelo, who's my bestest and dearest friend. And they got me on the Greyhound and brought me home. And first thing was first, I needed to get my health back because I lost quite a bit of weight. And we worked on that. And I wrote down five things that I wanted to accomplish, and one of those was the surrender to this book that uh, that God wanted me to write. I didn't write it. I was uh, I was merely a, a vehicle that the book was written through, and from there, this magical life that I'm experiencing now has uh, has come to be. That's powerful. So it was how, extremely how long, powerful. Yeah. How long did it take you to? To write your book after that? The book, it's, the book itself, the first book, it took me about three years uh, to, to go from, from start to finish because I was obviously doing some other things, so on and so forth. And it was about a three-year three project. And uh, the second book actually took me about 90 days. That's and fast. I think the big difference between book number one and book number two is because I'm very solid and uh, with a solid understanding, uh, clarity in my spiritual walk. And uh, the words certainly come much easier now. Right. In your book, If You Only Knew What You Already Know, you talk about how freedom comes from freeing yourself internally from knowing who you really are. How does that work? Freeing yourself internally is... Uh, I, I believe it was Marianne Williamson who says that uh, um, when things are in the dark, they have power over you. But once they're released into the light, the power that they held over you, they no longer have. And one of the things that I did as far as uh, getting getting to that point was I needed to, I, I spent so much time finding ways to make myself feel better through external means, and we all, you know, we all know that nothing in this external world can fix anything um, that is ailing you in, um, internally. And the first, the very first thing that I, the first step I took was forgiving myself. I needed to forgive myself, and uh, I wanted to seek out others and ask their forgiveness. Uh, to get in front of everybody that I needed to uh, to speak with would have been next to impossible. So I went into prayer and asked forgiveness, asked forgiveness, and asked for the forgiveness of myself, and put myself into service, put myself in the service of other people. One of the best ways to uh, to get your mind off of the things that are ailing you is to put your time, energy, love, and thought into that of, uh, into that of other people. So those were the two things that, uh, those were the two things that I started to do when I first got into the recovery. Um, then how did you forgive yourself, Paul? Sometimes that's a hard thing for people to do. Was, was there any particular way you approached that? the way that I was, the way that I was able to forgive myself was by changing how I saw myself. I didn't. I, I no longer looked at myself as a con. I no longer looked at myself 
as an addict, as a loser, as a nobody. I was, I was a piece of God. I was something special. And I was capable of doing great things in life. And that's, by changing how I saw myself, that's, yeah, that's that came from. We, we get so muddled <clears throat> into uh, what other people are saying about us or uh, the labels that get attached to us. And we hear something enough, we're going to begin to believe it. And by breaking through the, um, the labels in, in, in those belief systems, we begin to take, we begin to change how we see ourselves and we, and we take on a completely, a, a complete new set of behaviors. Did you have any kind of support or help to do that? How could, how did you know how to do that or what gave you the strength to change how you saw yourself? Was it from um, another person was, or a book or just it, from internal inspiration or all the above or? It was, it was really, it was, it was internal inspiration one for one. Because as I put more of my energies and my time into helping other people with the things that were bothering them, I felt more of a connection to other people. And I realized that, you know, that we're all the same, that we're all connected, that we're really all one. Everybody's one. And plus books, I did, uh, I did I read quite a bit during uh, during that period after I got home, and lots of other people's principles and ideas that, that I began to incorporate into my own life as well that uh, that I found extremely helpful. Sure, mm-hmm. I love that what you say about through through service you had a different experience. That's so true. I mean, real sense of self and real self esteem does come through that by almost by by just having that. Seeing yourself reflected in somebody else's eyes, or, or letting in almost that energy of another person that's in a positive way. Oh, but there, there is nothing, nothing that uh, that can give you a greater sense, a greater sense of of uh, of, of charity, of of connection, of worthiness than putting your energies and your time into assisting other people. Um, it's, it, I, I call it authentic part of, uh, one of my programs that I speak on it. It's, it's called authentic purpose. And, uh, you know, I, we all pay rent living here and the rent that we pay is, uh, is through service. Right. And I forget the lady who I'm quoting somebody, but I, I can't think of, uh, who, who it was that first said that, but I read that quote and it was so true. It was so true. That's great. What was one of the books that stood out for you that you read that that fed you in that time? Ah, uh, boy, um, Gary Zukav. Mm-hmm. Um, Seat of the Soul. Great. Was one of the books that I read that was really uh, an really an inspiring book to me. And anything that uh, Doctor Dyer, I listened to a lot of Doctor Dyer. Uh, CDs, um, and it, through uh, through the church, I belong to uh, Unity Church here in Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, Renaissance Unity, and I would go on Sundays. I volunteered, so I spent a lot of uh, a lot of my time in in the church, getting my spiritual nourishment. Great, Paul. It's time for a break. Uh, thank you so much. You're sharing great stuff with us. Uh, when we come back, we'll start with the Serenity Minute. This is a brief moment that will focus on a constructive thought. And then my guest, Paul Wedding, and I will keep talking about coming home to the power within you. Also, when we get back, send us an email um, at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or give us a call when we get back at 888-55-UNITY. We would love to hear from you. We'll be right back. You are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world. 
Unity has designated 2011 as the year of abundant living and has created a resource library to support you as you embrace your abundance. Hi, this is Reverend Robin Ryder, Senior Minister of Sacred Abundance Ministries and host of Sacred Abundance on Unity Online Radio. Are you looking for abundance in your finances, health, or relationships? Unity's resource library has a variety of tools to support you. Affirmations, articles, podcasts, books, and more. Everything you need to live your life abundantly. Join Unity for this year-long journey of abundance. Go to www.unity.org and click on the Abundant Living Resource Center. And of course, you can also tune in each week for my program, Sacred Abundance, as we learn and apply the essential spiritual principles to our real-world experiences. Join me on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Jesus taught us that it is our divine Creator's great pleasure to give us the kingdom of limitless good. We are all heirs to incredible abundance, and yet many people right now are stuck and struggling in a place of lack. How do we walk the walk and experience vibrant health, profound love, limitless wealth, and overflowing joy in the midst of a world consciousness of lack and separation? Each week, you will learn powerful and practical tools to experience greater abundance in every area of your life. Hear from experts and visionaries that are living examples of sacred abundance and have your questions about prosperity answered from a spiritual perspective. Join Reverend Robin Ryder live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time on Sacred Abundance, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to the Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is Coming Home to the Power Within You. And my guest is Paul Wedding. Paul is an author of the book, If You Only Knew What You Already Know. And he's got a new book that's going to be coming out soon. Uh, Paul has lived the life of being affected by the disease of addiction. He was homeless and um, in dire straits, but he had a very powerful spiritual experience on this very date in 2003, and it began uh, a change in his life. And today he is an inspirational speaker, he's an author, and he touches people's lives because he has solutions that he uses in his life, and he shares those with people. So we've been having a great conversation with Paul. Before we continue that conversation, we're going to take a moment for a brief meditation for our Serenity Minute. So I invite you to relax, to take a breath, allow your mind and your heart to open up, and let yourself take in this constructive idea. I let God's love and grace wash through me right now. I let God's love and grace wash through me right now. Thank you, friends, for joining in to the Serenity Minute. We hope that you did feel that love and grace washing through you. Thank you very much. And so now we're back with my guest, Paul Wedding, and we're talking about coming home to the power within you. This is a great time to give us a call with a comment or a question, or you can send us an email. The phone number, if you call in, is 888 888- Five five U N I T Y, and the email address is Spirit of Recovery at Unity FM, and we do get those emails right now during the program. So we'd be glad to hear from you. Also, if you call or email us in, 
uh, email in. We will put your name in the drawing for our book. And the book today is Addict in the Family, Stories of Loss, Hope, and Recovery, donated uh, by Hazelden Foundation. So we'd love to put your name in the drawing for that book. So we're back with my guest, Paul Wedding. So, Paul, um, in your book, you say that um, you give a quote from Carlos Castaneda, and you say that basically that people are uh, about as miserable as they make ourselves. We can either make ourselves miserable or we make ourselves strong. The amount of work is the same. Tell us about that. Very, very, very true. To make yourself to make yourself miserable, from, from what I get from the quote, to make yourself miserable takes a lot of work because m- misery is, is, is an unnatural state. Um, authentically, spiritually, we are you know, loving, caring. We're at peace. We understand joy. We don't understand fear. We don't understand the things that bring us to the threshold of addictions. And as obviously, as we go through this life, um, we take on certain things that lead us to you know some of these destructive paths at times. And if we fail to address them when uh, when we need to, right from the onset, then this is one of the things that happen. And uh, so, the, the, as far as the quote goes, the um, being miserable. Is it, it takes a lot of work because it's uh, it's just it's an unnatural state and addictions and the hell that comes through addictions and the losses of, of relationships and, and jobs and uh, your self worth that creates quite a bit of misery. Right. When you're speaking to audiences, what do you tell them about what's going to make a difference in their life? How are they going to get out of the hole? What I tell people that is uh, what what they'll get out of uh, at least some of the things that I speak on is it's 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 not so much that you're cha- that you're changing who you are because I really don't believe that people do change. What people do is they return, and when you return, you're going back to who you are authentically. I'm big on authenticity. And uh, when you make this trip back, the person that you were at one time, the things that you thought of, the way you behaved, the way you felt, I think return as well because you're getting closer and closer back to a natural state and in that natural state is God. And the closer we get to God, the more we cling to God, I believe the less and less we depend on uh, destructive forces. Um, I've, I've heard it called uh, self-medicating and other types of, of terms for um, the things that we do. But as we make this, re- this trip back, as, as I was saying, we've, uh, we, we deal with a lot of the issues that, that we have and we're fortunate enough to have 12-step programs and those types of things that individuals um, can go to and continue on. And those are the types of things that uh, um, are, are just uh, they're lifesavers for, for so many people. Um, and uh, as far as uh, um, the 12-step programs, I uh, visited... The, uh, the programs I was actually you know a member as well and uh, I just I, I you know find them to be absolute lifesavers for so many people but I guess the things that I try in my seminars lectures to uh, get through so to speak to, to individuals is living the life that you've envisioned for yourself this is not only a possibility it's inevitable, and through a process that, uh, that I've written about quite a bit, through this process, you will meet this envisioned life that, that, uh, that we've all wanted, uh, that, that we all want for ourselves. But it, it, it's, it's cutting through a lot of, you know, it, it's cutting through a lot of red tape, and that red tape are the mindsets and behaviors and beliefs that hold us all back. 
Right. The world itself is in a lot of change right now, and, and it seems that it really goes along those types of lines that in the world, all over the world, in, in different ways, people are trying to get out of old mindsets. What's going on, do you think? Why is all that happening? Or do you see it that way, that, that a lot of that's going on in, in the world now or not? Boy, I, that's, that's really a good point. Um, the world today is, is just it's extremely chaotic. There's a lot of unrest. And, uh, you know, every religious text that there is all preaches the same thing, and, and it's love and kindness. And uh, we've, got, we've certainly gotten way, 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 way away from that. And when you're talking about beliefs, um, I don't know how, but when you, when you read things from, uh, from the Quran, um, I don't know how some of the things in that book have been so misinterpreted um, to, to mean some of the things that, uh, that, that people act out on. But the, um, the beliefs of uh, separation. Separation, uh, there's a lot of belief in division. There's a lot of you know, belief in, in separatism that, uh, you know, because I was born on this side of the water or I entered the universe from this side, that, uh, that somehow we're different. And through some of the upbringings and so on, we bring those beliefs in. And uh, it's really the, the responsibility of that individual to... Uh, to reevaluate those beliefs because, you know, even, even things that we believe in, even thoughts will lie to us. And, uh, I, I think, uh, a lot of the beliefs and, and thoughts that, that people are taught, uh, it, it all depends again on where those people are at in their life, where they're at in their walk, um, are basically, um, lied to because the beliefs that, uh, were separate, the beliefs that, uh, we should be living um, divisive lives, um, one person or one group against um, another group, so to speak, is, uh, is, is just not true. And that's one of the big things that I like about, uh, about unity because we are trying to close that gap. Yeah, and you said that uh, earlier that the Unity Church was a really important part of your spiritual growth. Absolutely. What, what is it that you use about the unity principles or what is it that draws you to the unity community and, and how does that support your life? The unity, the unity community, <clears throat> excuse me, the unity community, uh, it's, it's the oneness, it's the, it's the, it's the burden of, of many different, uh, it's, it's just a beautiful collage of other people from different walks of life, you know, even maybe different belief systems, but all there and uh, all, you know, I, I don't even want to say everybody getting along because it, everybody understands and has that knowing, has the clarity that we are all one, that uh, we all come, that we all come from the same place. And some of the beliefs that you and I were just talking about that cause the separation and the division are, are not present in uh in the Unity Church, and you're fed beautiful, wonderful spiritual nourishment on Sundays, and the community bands together um, for you know all different types of support and causes outside the church, inside the church in the evenings. People that are struggling to find the door to liberation, be it uh, um, grief in, in recovery, divorce. Um, gay lesbian, the, uh, the, uh, the AA meetings, the NA meetings. It's, it's just, it's, it's a wonderful place because it opens its doors to everybody and everybody is welcome without, uh, without any type of judgment. And that's really the way it should be because when, when, we, when we hear that the, the, this church is a house of God, that means, at least in my mind, that everybody should be welcome. But too many times with, uh, with some faiths, what you get is the, um, we'll like you just the way you are as long as you're just like us. 
and I think that draws people further away from God, and uh, I'm for anything that draws people closer. Do you see a distinction or not between religion and spirituality? That's a debated, debated point these days in some circles. You know, it, 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 that's funny that you bring that up because that, that's been brought up on, uh, you know, on my talk show. I've, I've heard it in, uh, in lectures. Uh, is religion and spirituality synonymous? And I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't even, I don't understand how the, the I, I'm sure that the distinction is made because of, of the, um, you know, the, the, the knowing and the wanting to serve, uh, serve God. But to me, that's really where the similarities end. So you'd say that they are different or not? Different? I believe they're different. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yep. So, so, so it's a, that for you, what matters is that desire that, to, to serve God and to, like you were just saying, live by those values of acceptance and so forth. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yep. And you uh, know, I, 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 sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, okay. No, I was, I was just saying that uh, um, that's one of the other things that, that um, moves me so much when, when I'm at the church is it's that spiritual type of environment to uh, to be in where it's just it's it's very loving and non-threatening and when I was writing the book I visited several several places of worship where I didn't uh, I didn't experience that I didn't experience that feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, some uh, uh, moving on to another thought here. Some people are, are really curious about. Am I fulfilling my divine purpose? Am I on the right path? Am I? Sometimes they express it as, "Am I doing God's will?" How do you know? How does a person know if they're on the right path? Boy, that's a real good question. And uh, if I had that answer, um, I would be doing a whole lot better right now. Uh-huh. I can make a lot more people much more happy. Um, how do I know or how does an individual know that they're doing God's will or they're doing God's work? I believe by going to what God asks us to do, because what God asks us to do, uh, it, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty simple and uh, easy to, to understand. And it was love. I think that, um, I think God talks to all of us. It could be about a place to live. It could be career. It could be a number of things. But I think a lot of people just don't trust what they're, what they're feeling. And as God is talking, they're just not listening a lot of the times. Um, but uh, I think that, that uh, as far as, as are we doing God's will, well, as far as the world goes, no, I don't, I don't think we are because too much of uh, too much of what's important is missing, and uh, too much of what uh, we want to do. Too much of the human condition is, uh, is is what's being used. So, as far as uh, you know, God's will, at least in my life, when I felt closest to doing what I believe God expects or wants me to do. It's again, and I go back to the same point. It's when I am in service of other people is when I feel my closest connection. Thank you, Paul. It's time for a break, and uh, thanks for all your sharing with us. It's uh, information that's really helpful. Thanks for speaking so authentically. And thank you to all of our listeners out there. We're really glad that you're listening to Spirit of Recovery. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to keep talking about coming home to the power within you with my guest, Paul Wedding. So we'll be right back. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This... Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that Everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. 
We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're glad you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is Coming Home to the Power Within You, and my guest is Paul Wedding. Paul is an author of um, the book, If You Only Knew What You Already Know. He's a speaker. He's, he goes around and uh, gives seminars and is very helpful. Paul uh, came from the experience of addiction and homelessness. He had a great spiritual transformation, and he's living a really different life today. Paul's sharing uh, with us some very practical ideas about how his life is different, some things that he does, and what he shares with people that he works with. But before we get back to our conversation with Paul, I'd like to share something with you, our listeners, and this is an opportunity that Unity Online Radio is exploring. The idea is that possibly, if there are enough people that are interested, Unity online radio would hold a listener conference at Unity Village this fall. We'd like to create an experience for you, uh, our listeners, and to uh, learn more about what you might like at this conference. So what I'm inviting you to do as a listener of Spirit of Recovery and a listener here at Unity Online Radio is to go to the website www.unity.fm and uh Find the survey there. It's easy to find. There's a blue survey button, and it will simply ask you uh, about whether or not you'd be interested in coming to a conference this fall at Unity Village for Unity FM listeners. And if we get uh, more than 100 listeners that are interested in such a conference, then Unity Online will go forward. So we invite you to do that, is to go to unity.fm. Click on the blue survey button and let us know if you'd like to come to a listener conference at Unity Village this fall. So, again, thanks so much for listening. We're really glad that you're with us. So we're back to my guest today, Paul Wedding, talking about coming home to the power within you. So, Paul, tell us some stories about uh, people that you've worked with that have used the ideas that you share with them. How has it changed people's lives? Oh, boy. Well, the last the last one that came to mind was uh, in New Jersey, and 
following the program, I was out in the hallway greeting, you know, individuals as they were leaving, and we would talk for a second and answer a couple of questions or what have you. And a woman came up to me. And she never she didn't make much eye contact. She stared at the floor a lot. And she said, I just wanted to say thank you. And I said, well, no, thank you for, for coming tonight. And she said, you helped me to make a decision that I knew I needed to make for quite some time now. And I said, well, would you mind telling me what that decision is? And she said, for the last 20 years, I have been living in a abusive marriage where uh, the husband, he was horribly addicted and uh, struggled with his employment. You know, anything that goes with addictions that we know, we, any type of relationships that we have, we're going, to, we're going to struggle with. And he was physically abusive. And uh, she told me that after all the abuse that she's been taking, she's been thinking and thinking and following my program, she finally reached the point where she was going to visit the attorney and actually follow through um, with the divorce. And she says, well, I've heard that we're supposed to not do that, that we stay in, in the marriage and we make it work. And what do you think? Is that something that I should do? And uh, I was quick to point out. I said, well, ma'am, I'm a, I'm a writer and I'm a speaker. I'm certainly not any type of a, of a professional. But when, if, you know, talking from, you know, from one spiritual equal to another, I do not believe for one second that anybody, anybody at all, should stay in any type of relationship where they are being abused. So if you're asking me on that level, I would say that that's what you need to do to preserve yourself and, um, you know, keep your sanity and keep yourself on the walk that that you're on right now or that you feel that you need to be on. And uh, I actually get emails from her still where uh, she is free of that and she is living a very happy, healthy, spiritual life today. The process that uh, she was engaged in must have really, really touched her, must have really helped her come into herself. What are some of the things that you, what was part of that process? What do you think it was that, that uh, in that, that supported her in, in choosing goodness for herself? I, I, be, I believe that one of, the, one of the bigger parts of, the, of, of that evening that um, probably was, uh, was reaching her was when I was speaking in terms of uh, like my own addictions and the way that I was behaving and the way that I was treating other people and this coming from an addict and then going into my, obviously my perspective now where people, uh, other spiritual equals, do not deserve that type of treatment and uh, that nobody, you know, nobody should be having to live through that based on any type of uh, promise or something that they've been told that that's what they have to do. And because uh, that was one of the things that, that she was mentioning to me that part of her upbringing was when when you get married, you stay in the marriage regardless of what happens. And uh, I, through the conversations that we had uh, afterwards, that was some of the things that I was telling her, or not trying to convince her, but just offering some different perspective on, uh, that, no, you don't have to stay in something like that, that uh, I know the God I love and the God of my understanding wouldn't expect anybody to go through that type of uh, torture. And I believe that that's, that part of the program from me speaking from an addict and how I treated people and uh, from the other side and how I'm doing things now and how I'm treating other people. It, uh, I think what it showed her is there, that on the other side, that when you walk through that fire and you make 
that decision, that difficult decision, it was a very difficult decision for her, that there is something much better waiting, that it's a process, that it's going to take time, and there's going to be battles along the way. But when you get through and you face those battles and you stand tall and you win, um, there's a much better life waiting for you. And I think that's I think that was the part that, that touched her the most because uh, she still brings that up in, in emails because she's 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 remarried and uh, she just tells me thank you that her life is wonderful and and I really didn't do anything I was just you know just repeating some uh, some words to her that 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 helped me get through a lot of things and uh, it helped her as well. It was really, it was really a, a, it was a wonderful experience. I certainly never want to see anybody's marriage end, but there's, uh, you know, there's certainly cause when uh, when that does happen. This was certainly one of those instances. You spoke of over having battles and in, in with yourself or overcoming those hurdles, those battles. What's the what's the hurdle for you now? What is it you're working on currently with yourself? Oh boy, that <laughs> that is a terrific question. Um, in the word intention, we have belief, we have desire, and we have acceptance. And one of the things that I still struggle with today is doing. I'm, I'm doing work that I never in a million years imagined I would be doing. I'm helping others to transform their lives. My life has been transformed. Um, I'm doing things that I never imagined that I would be able to do with, with my life. Just the mere fact that I'm still walking and breathing sometimes amazes me. But there's times where I'll catch myself and uh, there's parts of me that still reside in that dumpster. And that comes from the part of acceptance that, boy, do I really deserve this? Why is, why is this me? Why am, I, why am I doing this now? Why am I here doing this? Why isn't it somebody else? Why me? So what, I, what I've realized and, and, and come to the conclusion is, this is, first off, this is what God wants me to do. And if God wants me to do it, then that should be good enough for me. Um, secondly is the more we ask ourselves why questions, there's just no answers. We can ask ourselves why this and why that, and there's just never any answers. So those are the things that I work on right now, and that's to stop asking myself why so much and just accept and embrace what I'm doing and uh, just know that what I am doing is what I'm supposed to be doing and uh, just be grateful that what I, the, the life I had before was exactly what I needed to do because it prepared me for where I'm at today. That's big acceptance. Big acceptance. And it's, it's, it's very liberating. Very, very liberating. Paul, I know you're working on a new book. We've got just a couple minutes here. Tell us about your new topic. What are you gonna, what's, what's your cutting edge in that new thing you're writing? Uh, the name of the book is I May Be Wrong, But I Doubt It. It's set to come out in a few months, and I'm just wrapping up some of the, the editing and a few more things that I want to put in uh, the book right now. It's, it's, uh, the, the, title, the title, I May Be Wrong, But I Doubt It, there's a lot of spiritual truth in, uh, in the book. So that's how I came up with it. Well, I might be wrong, but uh, I doubt it because I've lived a lot of these principles now. And by living them and seeing what they've done for me and by speaking in lecture settings and seeing what it's done for other people, these principles work. They, they absolutely work. So that's where, uh, where the title came from. And I talk about, you know, health, exercise. Um, we, we, we are a society that's become extremely dependent upon uh, antidepressant-type medications, and just a host of other medications. And I offer some alternatives 
to uh, to medications. But again, I'm you know, I, I make sure that people understand I'm not a physician and I'm not diagnosing. I'm I'm certainly not judging anybody um, that does take medication because I know many people that live what they call a normal regular uh, life now because of uh, their medications. But those are the those are some of the things that I touch on in uh, the second book, and I'm just I'm really excited about it. It's going to be a, just a terrific book. Paul, it's time for us to go, but thank you so much. I appreciate your authenticity. I appreciate your humility. I appreciate your attitude of service and your commitment to, to being, being you and letting God uh, live through you. Thanks so much for coming uh, and being on the show today. Well, I, I appreciate you, and like I told you, you are one of my most favorite people in this whole world, Reverend Anna. Ah, that's sweet. Thanks. Thanks a lot. And thanks to all of our listeners. We're glad you're out there. Uh, be sure to find us on Facebook at Spirit of Recovery. Let your friends know about us. And uh, join us next week. We're going to have uh, as our guest here, Reverend Dr. Joe Campy. And Joe is the minister at a very unique church in St. Paul, Minnesota. It is actually called the Recovery Church. And uh, our show will be about the Recovery Church, the Community of Hope. So be blessed. You're in my prayers. I see you whole and well, and we'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Do you think you know all you want to know about characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Reverends Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from an historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of the lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life. Only at Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. nothing more thrilling than feeling your direct connection with your source, your spirit. In those moments, you are soaring, knowing that you can be, do, or have anything you want. But what do you do when real life hits you straight on? Let's get real. This is practical spirituality for a busy, bustling world. Join us every Friday at noon Central Time for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, where we explore leading-edge principles and break down the law of attraction so it works for you every day. When you are off the mountaintop, join us for this delicious exploration of attraction principles with your host, Ray Zander. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, 
and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share, to be fruitful, and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.